Welcome to the basement. Welcome to the basement. What up, though? Yo, growing up, I only ever had two constants in my life. My granddad's basement and my granddad's basement. There's something you can ride to, something you can vibe to, something you can chill to, something you can smoke to, something that'll make you think, something that'll make you feel good. I'm just a dude from a trailer park trying to figure out the universe. How deep you want to go? 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 It was, I got done with my road trip, the great road trip of 2011. And then. <laughs> I can't remember you saying that. <laughs> yeah. And I got back to Phoenix and I was like, I'm not fucking going to Korea. That sounds fucking horrible. That sounds like the worst time of my life. I can't imagine going through anything worse right now. It just sounds like it sucks Wait, there. Hold on. Like, why? It, okay. I never actually, like, got that because, like, I would, like, well, I would go to Korea. Why didn't, why, why didn't you want to go? Like, what was your... Like, nobody, was nobody ever told me anything beyond it was the best party time you'll ever have. All you're going to do is party. Oh, the parties are great. All you're going to do, oh, we drank so much. All you're going to do is drink and party. Like, what, what, the, what the fuck are you... Why the fuck... Would I go there to do that? That's exactly what I do here. But <laughs> that's pretty funny. But there, but there, I gotta go through. I gotta jump through all these hoops to serve my country over there. But also getting mop four for half half the time. I have to be in mop four half the time. Fuck you! I'm not going in mop four. And then you also have to risk like going somewhere and like everybody sucks. Like when I was in England, like most like ninety two percent of people sucked. Like I was like I would fucking like no, I'm just forced to hang out with you because what the fuck else am I gonna do? Yeah, so I don't know. I, I, it seemed like a an oddly forced situation that I didn't want to have anything to do with. So I was more or less like fuck it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not doing that. And that was the most logical way to continue my service <laughs> go 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 about, about, about it yeah, yeah. so hey, uh, during this podcast can we talk about how much i hate politicians just all of them um yeah i mean i uh <laughs> i'm not a fan so i'm not i don't like the way we're governed dude i don't like the way our like our political structure set up like money got involved and it's just a lot of crookedness yeah, it's such yeah. bla- it's such blatant and obvious crookedness in front of people's faces and nobody seems to like be doing anything about it and like the system in order to change this the people who benefit from any change in the system aren't the ones who get to like decide on the changes the people and the people who it takes everything away from are the ones who decide so why would they ever vote against their own best interest it's an odd an odd way we're set up like it just the things in place like it just as simple as term limits age limits and a restriction of benefits. If you served as in the, as a Congress member for X amount of time, you get continued benefits, whether it's salary, medical, whatever, for X amount of time, whether that's half or whatever we can decide. But man, some yeah. shit, like I don't like the way we're governed and people get to, they sit in these positions for years and years and seemingly do more nothing than positive and more negative like mixed in like i don't know it's all yeah. it's all fuckery man are, are we are we podcasting right now well, yeah man yeah we're good <laughs> i was just checking okay so um 
Yeah, I it's it's tough because like I think the most important thing is that it's it is like in front of like everybody knows that the politicians are corrupt. Like every like Democrats, Republicans, whatever, every, everybody's just corrupt to a certain extent. That's it, really clear. You look at oil money, you look at lobbyist money, and that's probably the main culprit right there, right? Um, and then, but the the thing that I'm like kind of worried about. Okay, so I think we're gonna have four parties here pretty soon. I think we're gonna have a socialist party, Democratic party, like the normal GOP party, and then the Trump party. So we're gonna have four parties duking it out. So the all politicians, you know, basically suck. I mean, here's we're going through like a ton of change right now, and it kind of it's happened in history, right? Like when you look at Russia when this shit happened, like they got Lenin, and he ended up just murdering a bunch of people. So like. <laughs> Who who we get if we get like a far left or a far right? I'm just I don't know, man. I'm kind of just bummed out about it a little bit. But I mean, I can't. Who the fuck knows what's gonna happen? It could all turn out to be great. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. You shouldn't even be allowed to serve in public. You shouldn't be able to be a public servant if you haven't done like a heroic dose of psychedelic medicine. <laughs> that, yeah. Good luck. Like that's like the first thing you want to change. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, rule rule number one. And in, in, in this new society, under the new revolution, we shall all talk to God. Uh, well, think about, sorry, like, you know how, like, the, the um, I like how the military is, is ran, right? Because we all get paid pretty shitty, right? Um, okay. To be in for a really long time to, like, look at Donald Trump, like, for example. And I'm not saying, like, the, the military is going to, like, should rule this country. All, I'm saying, like, I like the structure behind it, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? It's just, like, very objective. Um, yeah. And you can never just, like, join and become, like, the general, you know, like, which happens in this country. Like, Trump, Donald, <laughs> Donald Trump just became the president with zero experience, and he was basically... Um, the general over the, the the world's military. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, that's, that's that's odd. I, I, I find that very odd. <laughs> like I'm sure, um, you know, other or some of you know countries around the world were probably pretty fucking worried. But uh, what I'm saying is that that just doesn't happen in the military when you see somebody that's a, an E9 or a, a general. You know what I mean? They've they've been in the system for a long time. You know, they've they've come up the ranks. They've tested up. They've showed competence. Uh, obviously, that would like require a whole fucking restructuring of <laughs> the way everything is. But um, not just in this country, but in the world. But and then you just have you have set salaries, right? You don't need tons of fucking money to um, you know run your campaigns, right? Um, it, it's just interesting. But the other thing too, this whole blockchain thing is really interesting, right? Not not Bitcoin, but kind of like the underlying shit. You know the software, the blockchain technology. What is? I mean, there's. Tell me about blockchain real quick. And well, it's the everything is centralized, right? We have like we have middlemen everywhere. It's all centralized. The Fed controls money, right? Yeah. Government is centralized. It's from a central area. Um, blockchain is decentralized. So basically, I mean, this is you know, if adoption happens, many things have to happen. But it gives a lot of, of power back to the people, right? Mm -hmm. You have forms of decentralized government uh you have um bitcoin for example which you know there's a, a lot of different opinions about it but um, i think bitcoin could actually be really helpful to um, just society in general there's some really interesting kind of theories about what it can do mm-hmm
Is, is that it on blockchain? I'm just, I'm just drinking some water. Oh, do you want me to like get into <laughs> blockchain anymore? Well, no, you started on to, to talk about something and I, I said, hold on, tell me about blockchain. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so, um, okay, no, back to like decentralized shit though. I'm kind of been on this like decentralized kind of theme lately and looking at all these different cryptocurrencies. But what I find interesting is then there's always this offshoot and people are always talking about like, well, what can, let's like, let's, let's take the money part out of it. I mean, what, what else can we use the software for? What, what else can we decentralize? Basically remove middlemen, right, from the process, which is waste time, waste a shitload of money. Right. And three, it's, it's not really needed. It's just kind of there. It's just kind of a system that exists over time and people just accept it, you know? Yeah. And um, so... Fuck the so, middleman. Yeah, exactly. Fuck the middleman. It's not needed anymore. We have way too much technology around us to like, like, why do I have to like... I want to go sell my house. Why do I need to talk to like 10 people in between the person that wants to buy my house? <laughs> like, can fucking somebody explain why? It's just, it's, it's just a lot of. Oh yeah. On that specific. And you know, yeah, you're in that business. Yeah. On that specific detail, like, yeah, realtors are going to get phased out. There's absolutely no point to have a realtor. I think uh, yeah, we're being, I think we're being phased. Long story short, just, uh, just through technology and just financially and people are going to, and there's the dark, there's the dark side of it too, because like, well, blockchain technology will cause a lot of people to lose their jobs. Maybe I don't, I don't fucking know. I'm not right. But you get, you got to figure the pendulum is going to swing back to some type of balance where people are going to figure out what to do with that time. Like we've been, that's been happening since the invention, you know, since we harnessed fire, since the invention of the wheel, since electricity, like we've been continually evolving and people been, you know, industries have been shut down and losing jobs or even as capitalism grows and we shut down like American industry and ship it overseas, people have, you know, population still growing. And I I guess I can't speak on like poverty rate, but I mean, things are seemingly going all right. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's all about perspective, but it is funny now that we're kind of like in our mid thirties, like we get to see this world that we grew up in and then now we're 35 and everything is pretty much different and changing still very rapidly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like kind of like, you know, I asked my parents and they're like, we didn't see technology change like that fast. They're, they even say like, man, over the past like 15, 20 years, Things have really they seem to be kind of on like this this like um, parabolic rise almost, you know, in ter- like the tech that's available to us. It's crazy. Yeah, just nothing. I mean, every 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 just new advancement just seems like whoa, holy shit! This did not seem like it was going to be a thing when I was a kid. Like things were going a really certain way for a really really long time, like multiple generations, and then for you know every generation is seeing you know more and more now like different than the last like whoa holy shit uh it's, I don't, yeah i it's wild i'm crazy. i think we've talked about it before but i'm excited for the millennials like they're the first generation we're the first generation to have technology at our fingertips like since a very young age not our whole lives so we still remember kind of you know uh gen xers and 
uh, baby boomers, like the mentality. We, we get how they operate, but we've had, we're mm-hmm. given yeah. things yeah. as a little kid to really set life apart, to really have a different outlook and perspective on anything and everything at the touch of our fingers. And it's only grown and expanded. So uh, just, uh, I'm, I'm really interested in the culture shift that we're amidst, just with everything going on, to, you know, pandemically speaking to 2020 to into 2021. I mean, it's, it's nonstop where just where things are going in this country civil rights movement just actively just switching stuff changeover of you know political heads so administrations coming in you know the type of you know got to figure every administration and you know it doesn't matter what we have to say uh, up up top about the the headlines but the the underlying points the things that these administrations get done i mean Ultimately, when you talk about American history, every administration has made some type of progress for people. And at the same time, there's some type of balance there. They take something away. So I'm just curious what's going to happen in the next few years as we are being devastated by this disease that hasn't gone anywhere. Um, civil rights stuff is still kind of going on. You're in, you're amidst a, a wild situation, I guess. Yeah. What'd you call me about earlier? Um, oh. <laughs> what you ran up yeah, on last Port- night or something, would you say you're in Portland? Yeah. So, uh, you know, obviously Portland's been a little bit of a hot spot, you know, it's been basically I, since George Floyd, um, everything kind of kicked off and it's really you know, kept going. Well, anyways, obviously there's the byproduct of the city is just a fucking mess now. Um, so, okay. So Trevor and I, Trevor's my, you know, Trevor, my brother-in-law, we're yeah. just kind of in port. We just decided to go to Portland because it's been a minute, like since we've been there and it's so close. Right. So we, we drive down, we're in downtown Portland. We're there for probably five minutes. I mean, and we get out, it's just a complete, I mean, it's a complete fucking shithole. It's like, robocop meets like mad max there's homeless people everywhere Damn. everything is broken there's feces there's everything's spray painted okay so it's kind of setting the scene right we get out i step o- i literally am stepping over a homeless person i'm like okay this is cool this is what i'm doing right and now within, within five minutes um we see a lot of police activity it's only a block away so we just stroll over there and there's a guy just um there's maybe seven or eight police officers surrounding him and he's just holding a gun to his chin and he's just screaming. (laughs) And so we just, I mean, I didn't want to see this guy blow his brains out. Mm -hmm. Um, So we walked, we didn't hear a pop or anything, you know, we just got in the car and we drove off. So, but then later I was curious, you know, so I I went to police, uh, Portland PD Twitter, just looked it up. You know, they didn't mention anything about um, the, the, what I just described. But, man, I mean, holy fucking shit. It's just out of control, some of the things on police Twitter that they're just reporting on over the last few days. Um, you know, and it kind of boils down to just Portland is just in a, in a really bad place. It's a beautiful, amazing city. It's going to bounce back, you know. That's just what happens in, in human civilization. But um, it's going to be fucked up, I think, for, you know, the next, it could be five, ten years, who knows. Yeah, I think a lot of cities are going to be having a lot of problems for uh, uh, like the the near future. Like New York, El, you know, Los Angeles. Whole economies are are kind of yeah, kind of ki- yeah, collapsing. Yeah, it's kind of what I was saying. It's just yeah, we're in a societal shift. 
uh, with uh, yeah, just all ki- there's yeah. all kinds of natural change mixed in like in the in the world natural change and then progressive type change and man I think we are at and just a very interesting point in our evolution just as as a people mm-hmm. but more specifically yeah. as an American society in this experiment <clears throat> just I mean things are going to be look really different I think. Uh, in the next five years, yes. yeah, and it, like just, and yeah. I don't, and I don't even know what, because so much is un- <laughs> unstable right now. But I, I just don't see mm-hmm. the the way that we grew for thirty five years to be the way it's going to be moving forward. I think there's going to be some more restrictions put in, um, and and uh, for, I think yeah, I think the government's going to s- try make attempts for some overreach. I think there's going to be issues with people's. I think that's safe to that's safe to say. I think. Yeah, yeah I think there's going to be people's revolts. I think there will be American on American bloodshed, not civil war, but I think there's going to be issues in certain areas with different groups of people. Just you know, different, yeah, different, I mean, different thought process. I think we're going to see that live and direct in front of our faces, um, and it's going to shift yeah, the I, way we interact with people. And well, hold on, and on, and on the pendulum swift, the balance of that. I think with all this sickness and illness and disease, I think people are going to be healthier. I think there's going to we're going to come out with a more positive yeah. outlook towards some type mm-hmm. of agreement and enlightenment. I still want to be optimistic about it, but I think we're at the very beginning of dark times to come. Yeah, that's funny. You know, uh, you mentioned like just kind of being optimistic because we really don't know. I think it's I think there's a good chance that we do go through some pretty dark times, maybe this decade or maybe only over like the next five years. But I think it's really dependent on on leadership because we don't know where we're going right now. And if I think about it politically, it's it's so unstable right now. You know, if you're if you have a lot of money, if you have an agenda I, and there's going to be a lot of power vacuums opening up, I think, in the next, you know, two, four, five years or whatever. And we're just going to have to kind of see what we get. You know, in my opinion, we got Trump was part of that power vacuum. I think he's Jesus probably the Christ. first kind of out of that norm, you know, candidate. Um, and he, you know, obviously he didn't. I mean, I don't think anybody would give him an A, you know, over the last four years. And so it's just kind of dependent, I think, on who we get, right? And and maybe that person can do a decent job of taking us through what looks like, you know, these dark times, um, you know, on the horizon. But when you're talking about that pendulum swinging, too, it's, I mean, it's swinging, right? And we have an accelerant um, here, too, which is the COVID pandemic, right? Yeah. And so that came out of nowhere. I think a lot of this stuff was inevitable and was probably going to happen early in this decade anyways, but the pandemic just made it all worse. It caused mass unemployment, you know, which is obviously there's a a byproduct of that, especially in major cities. But um, we're, yeah, we're going to go through massive change uh, on many levels. Um, I think some of it will be positive. I agree. I think people will hopefully be more healthy after this. I know I've changed some habits of of mine. I know some people that have already too. Um, but then we can also see some some really dark shit. We could get a really, really far left or really far right leader that has a, a weird agenda that thinks works but has zero experience, you know, uh, who the fuck knows? I'm kind of looking at a few things, right? I'm looking at, like, is the government going to try to 
you know, centralize things, I think that would be a bad sign for my personal views, like the government controlling the food, like they did mm. during like the Soviet era, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, where they, oh, where hell, they World War Two. Yeah, where in this they country, crops and they didn't feed people just mm. so they can control prices, right? Just stuff like that. That's happened in this country too during the Great Depression. But so there's definitely like things that I'm I'm just kind of like looking for, um, you know, little clues. But we'll see how the Biden administration does. Honestly, I have no faith. I don't I don't like politicians. Biden just knows what he knows. Um, who knows? Maybe he'll have a change of heart. But Biden is also the person that was um, pretty closely involved with what it was it like the the. 94 crime bill with bill clinton yeah i think that motherfucker so like wrote it exactly he's not exactly like the savior of the black community like you know what i'm saying and so uh, yeah we'll see how the next four years goes but yeah man i never realized it's interesting you say that it made me like hit a little revelation of i i never realized the lack of independent thought in this country until January the 6th when these motherfuckers stormed the Capitol. Um, and I didn't realize the. I mean, I understand mob mentality and I get the online behind a keyboard, but the actual application of life in from day to day, I, I didn't understand how important actual leadership was and how you formulate your, your message and output words. Um, I, I thought people were a little more advanced of, and I guess I thought too highly of society as a whole, uh, to have a little more independent thought to like, to, to realize this, this is not the way we go about things as we are progressing as a people, like to some sense and form of enlightenment. This is devolution. Like you're, you're devolving. Like what, what is happening right now? And I mean, I think that's a part of the process though. I, I really, I, it's like, it, it always seems like two steps, three steps forward, one step back. Right. But it, you, you're going back every hundred years, you know, we've, we've made clear progress. I think this is just part of the process. And I, I think that history shows that too. We're just going to go like, it's just for whatever reason, I don't know why, but there's just times in history where the stars align and people, say, I'm just not going to fucking take it anymore, you know, with, with government overreach, which mm-hmm. I think is going to get way out of fucking hand, um, especially if you look at countries that are leading in that sense, like China. China's got some really interesting um, anti-privacy um, issues uh, going on there. It is, I, it is a, a culture that, not the culture, um, the, the technology in China, um, mm-hmm. that's that's something that I, I could see the U.S. adopting uh, in the near term. It's sad to say, but I, it's already happening. I mean, you're driving around, there's cameras all over the place. There's cameras everywhere. Everything is being recorded. Um, obviously, there's the, the after 9-11, they passed, the, there's some legislation around, basically took away a lot of our privacy. Um, I think it's called the Patriot Act. Remember that? When, uh, when yeah, Bush, and you were, uh, yeah, you were talking earlier about splitting into four parties. Like Donald Trump is talking about starting a party called the Patriot Party. Like that's a good thing. Remember the yeah the Patriot Act, motherfucker. Like what the fuck are y'all yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah, read a fucking book. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Do you know the hi- Do you know the fucking history of walls? You stupid motherfucker. Like Jesus Christ. I mean, if they if they have a patriot party and the far left starts a party, like there's going to be skirmishes. I agree with you though. We're not. I don't. We're not going to have a civil war. And I only. I believe in this only for one reason is because 
you have Netflix at everybody's fucking house. You have a Starbucks on the corner everywhere. Food is cheap. Inflation doesn't affect fast food, by the way. It's always mm-hmm. you always get food for a dollar. Doesn't seem to be affecting the weed market either. Um, no, not really, actually. Yeah. I've been paying the same prices know. for weeds for twenty years. Yeah, yeah. I remember when it first became legal here, I went on the first day and I bought a dub sack, two grams for eighty dollars. Oh damn. Well that was just yeah, but they got you good up front. That was just a price squeeze. Yeah. Yeah, they got you good up front. Yeah, they sure did, fuckers. But I still bought it. Whatever. Yeah, weed smokers are the only people who don't care. Just let me smoke. I'll pay you whatever. Just let me smoke. Damn. Damn. I don't I was actually talking to Autumn about this. Just the other it's like, okay, here's the uh, government overreach is historically it's just where is it right and at what level but like with with weed like the anti-weed campaign it was nixon or whoever or maybe wasn't one of one of fucking presidents in the 60s or 70s but like here's the way i look at it it's like weed just grows out of the ground and i can smoke it <laughs> like i'm sorry you can't take what earth has given me <laughs> yeah i don't yeah you i don't understand the infringement of rights but, of so many people for so long the 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 mass the mass swooping propaganda that still exists to some level today in certain places that's still oh, bought yeah. into and that's part of the thing too that I was talking earlier the the separation between millennials versus Gen Xers and I, I'm gonna lump Gen Xers and Boomers honestly kind of into the just one group they're the the last remaining like shake your finger at people for acting naughty like now what the fuck are oh, you yeah, talking that's about that's not Nah, nah. I do. I'm doing. I'm not hurting you. I'll do whatever I want. Don't worry about me tripping balls in my backyard on mushrooms, bro. Fuck. This ain't none of your concern over here. I'm talking to God right now. Yeah. Speaking of God, like that's where all that all of that is just all religion. It was just when religion is kind of like it's definitely not a really a big part of the Democratic Party anymore. But back in the day, it was everything everybody was religious the whole country oh freedom of religion in this country this is a this is a country based on christianity it's insane the the spins they try to say that it's not but yeah it's wild as fuck to me yeah it's insane but like that's 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 progress right there like getting religion at least out of one major well the the other major party (laughs) um so that's been that's been uh you know, good progress, but that's the fucking thing. It's the, that's what caused all of that. Now that we're fucking dealing with it and trying to like rinse it out of our culture and our society, it's just like you're, if you actually like, if you actually acted like a fucking Christian, you would be non-judgmental and you would accept people for who they are. So why is it so fucking backwards? I just don't get it. Yeah, me either. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't get that. Not one single bit. But that's part of like one of the things too, like we're kind of based on these old version of morals from, from a different people in a country kind of that started a certain way, but things are shifting just in, in people's lives, mentality, relay of information, sexuality, like all, 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 all all things just rapidly changing. That's where I would like, that's where one of the things I don't like about how we're governed like, I, just I'm not. I understand the way our democracy set up for a kind of a gridlock, but they seem to be able to really take advantage and stall things out and halt 
progress from being made because of the system in certain certain yeah. places. So I think we yeah, can yeah. like it's, we need to put things in place to to yeah. speed it up, just to speed up the process. That's all, and that's yeah, all the way down from the from top government down to just judicial system. Like people waiting for trials, they say right to uh, quick and speedy trial, what quick fair fair and speedy trial, whatever it is. Like it, sometimes it doesn't. I don't know what your version of speedy is, but I've seen motherfuckers waiting for yeah. over over a year for court dates, and the court systems bogged down. Well, what does that come back to? Are you bogged down because all these nonviolent offenders backed up in the system? Oh, and why are you continuing to press on these people? Well, because you have independent. Uh, lobbyist for for law enforcement and they're trying to continue to get paid and keep these people jobs like hold on we need to shift society here where's the sense of enlightenment of moving forward and better treatment of all people i don't get it i don't get it man Uh, it's in it's just ingrained in people for whatever reason it's i mean that's obviously that's a that's a extremely difficult question to <laughs> or thing to kind of hone down on <laughs> or point the finger at. But, um, uh, here's a good example. Okay. So like, here's just our system at work. Um, there was somebody speeding on the freeway and they're speeding away from a cop and they were just like, they're just going like a hundred and this is how much fucking like, I get it. I actually think that, you know, there's, you know, we could have a really great police system, you know, um, I saw that actually in England, the police don't have, they don't carry fucking nines or, you know, they have tasers and they have bats, they have nets. They can just net people that are being drunk. <laughs> they yeah. shoot a fucking net at them. And then you they know? probably have but a anyways, SWAT team for when shit gets real. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, that That's exactly how it is. So, um, this kid that was just speeding became surrounded, but I'm not even kidding by probably 15 to 20 cop uh, police officers, um, probably 20 cars probably 15 cars, a SWAT truck, um, and the fire department showed up. <laughs> and it's like, you see the, uh, uh, the abundance of resources that they have when they're, <laughs> they are literally just going to the scene of, uh, probably a teenager that was just speeding away from a cop. Yeah. Like, can you, I, okay. Like, like I see, I can see both sides. Like we need police. I, I believe that, but um, we don't need to fund them like the, like fucking special forces, like you know, going to you know, going fucking overseas. Like we we can have a better system. That's one thing. That's just one thing of of so many fucking things that have just gone wrong. Like these legacy systems that nobody fucking trusts anymore. The financial institutions, um, our medical system, medical costs are fucking crazy. I'm at a point in my life where I avoid going to the clinic. Uh, the last time I went, I paid three hundred and fifty dollars um, for a doctor to tell me that I did not have um, uh, the flu. Mm. That was it? I can't even I can't even make that up. Like that's a true story. Mm. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds like that's yeah. The co- that cost sounds about right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just take some aspirin and call out, and you'll be fine. Three hundred fifty dollars. Uh, yeah. He wasn't even a fucking doctor. <laughs> Imagine what the doctor would have cost you, man. He saved you money. I know, right? It's probably a deal, and I'm just not seeing it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't get it. Here, yeah, here's something weird. I'm avoiding do trying to do certain things just based on I, I don't know. I think there's a massive collection of information happening, and I don't find it avoidable, or I'm choosing to not avoid it. And is but 
like as a whole, but there are certain contexts in which I'm I'm just not going to let you collect my information like that. Uh, yeah, whether that like I don't like going to the doctor. I mean, obviously, if you gotta go, you gotta go. But just little little stuff, man. I'm I don't want to say I'm paranoid, but I guess there's no other way to really describe it. Lack of a better term, I'm getting paranoid at at government overreach right now. Specifically, like I I think the I think they're gonna make a shift to try to just uh, gun laws specifically. Right right now, let's just take that. And like, there's been subtle and slow changes to weapon laws in this country for years, a hundred years, and you know, as they, you know, and that's where people, oh well, who, you can't get bump stocks anymore, or this type of, yeah. uh, or barrel lengths is an issue for semi-automatic rifles. That's how they, that's how they fucking do it. It's just a legacy system that just keeps turning and fucking chipping away. It doesn't matter who's who's pushing the law through. It's just a part of the system, and it's a legacy thing. It chips, and it can chip away over hundreds of years. You know, right? Okay, so what is that? Because what I see, I, I, yes, I, I agree. Yeah, uh, all the shit. There's no merit. There's no merit involved. It's all just fucking legacy. You're here because that's the way it it's been. So this is what we're gonna just keep doing. So where's the sense of correction? Because that's on a way to right now in China, they're actively taking uh, people to concentration camps. So where? Yeah. Where does that yep. stop in the United States to not get there? Like, because they're slowly, slowly repealing everything this country was founded on. And while I think a lot of things need to get shifted, there's still some core values and tenets there that we need to stick by for this the advancement yeah. of people and to stay leaders in the world of morality, militarily, technologically, medically, all things. All things free thought needs to reign. So what? What the fuck is the problem with our elected officials, with the the, the greed and corruption, and focus on this immediate life, the right now, the 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 flesh, as Christians would say, focusing on that instead of the betterment and advancement of people in society. Like I don't get the gap because that's my goal. Like as a parent, as a leader, like to output quality members of society who can have inputs and do well and do better than, than me. Yeah. And hopefully their kids then you know, do better than them. It's so funny because I think about that, like imagine for a second, if we actually, if we had a government that actually like, like objectively like did a really good job and did exactly what they like said they were going to do. You know what I'm saying? Like imagine if we had a government like the governor of Washington state, Jay Inslee, and he actually like, um, takes tax money and like puts it towards the roads and bridges. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like actually creates like, like actually does like the actual right things. Like there should be a template. It should be like, here's shit you can't do. And here's shit you're supposed to do. Like, why are they talking about, uh, well, I know why I find it very frustrating. Like, why are they talking about, um, all the time on in the GOP party, like people's sexuality. Why aren't you talking about fixing the fucking bridges? You know, why aren't you constantly talking about job creation? I don't need my ethos to come from my government. I don't my government just basically stands in the way for me. You know, there's no there's just it's just red tape. You know, it's just and again, it's just this legacy system. And you know what? It just attracts the same kind of person and the same people that mm -hmm. are always there. They attract they the people, the human interactions, the human relationships. They bring people into the system. 
they groom them. They know exactly what they're going to do. And then they set them free into the system, right? Even if there's a rogue one or two senators that came in there, they still got to deal with 98 other senators. You know what I'm saying? Like they're never going to win. It just, it, we just need an, a different government. Like it's, it's that simple because it's the same people. You know, Donald yep. Trump said he was going to drain the swamp, but then he hired the fucking swamp. He literally, Roger Stone um, literally started the first lobby uh, for the U.S. government. He literally started the very first lobby. It was an idea that he had. And that's who ran his campaign. So obviously, well, we all know he didn't drain the swamp. He hired all of them. Right. Same shit. Right. People think it's different. It's exactly the fucking same all the time. Because honestly, Donald Trump was probably groomed. I wouldn't even be surprised if somebody approached him and asked him to run. And they said, we can, Roger Stone will run it for you. He'll make it happen. And he was like, fuck it, I'll do it. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the first conversation that Trump had about being president. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not that disagreeable. Yeah. I mean, yeah, people got so, but speaking of people wanting change though like it's there's some sense across the country that people know and understand there needs to be some type of change i know a lot of people maybe don't talk about it and they just want to go about their day-to-day as it is but people got so mad at the old way the way we're governed with our politicians that trump got elected in like he won an an election in the united states of america like a lot of people had a a, two two time obama voters voted for donald trump and so i mean there's something to say for that and then so but now okay then people he very poor leadership extreme poor leadership he i think he wins the landslide the election in a landslide if he steps up from the mid-february to now, uh, to the election, and, and he's getting all this free press. He's getting to campaign every single day, just on the media's dime. Hey, everybody, let's stay together. You know, things are rough right now. Uh, every, I know there's a lot going on. We're losing people, and things are changing a lot. These are our medical professionals who are in charge. We're going to continually update you as much as possible as things progress and things change, but hunker down. We're doing the best we can. Just stay tuned for updates. If he, right. the, if he started like that instead of doing him, I think it changes everything. The whole dynamic shifts, whatever that didn't happen. That didn't happen. And the the more people spoke this time to say, just get him out. We're sick of this shit. We need different leadership because leadership is important, I I guess. But now we, we, we went from the old way to what was supposed to be a new way, which maybe wasn't so different, but now we're going back to the old way. And I'm concerned that's going to be part of everything I was saying earlier. Also part of the unsettlement and some of these, just the things I, I just think are coming up front. And I, and I really want to be wrong. I hope everything's all good. I mean, and everything is all good. I'm in Tucson. We're in different places. I'm not seeing wild ass shit really on day to day. Tucson's like pretty all right. Like, all right. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. there we're, we're close to the border. So there's, there's trafficking involved. I'm, you know, drug trafficking. And I'm, I'm sure that there's, there's human trafficking going on like really nearby. But as far as, societal issues there's nobody at each other's throats politically around around arizona really i don't know how phoenix is but i don't think it's much worse or different i've been up there a few times i'm uh, I, I'm, I'm up there a few times a year so i don't know man shit's shit something but yeah i think ultimately it's just 
we do need change. People have been crying and demanding for change. Barack Obama was supposed to be all this change, and it wasn't. It was more of the same. It wasn't just the same. It was more of the same. Well, There's so much blood on our hands over Barack Obama's like administrations. <laughs> like, oh, man, I feel, I, mean, I feel bad about that looking back on it these days. I mean, the GOP, I mean, every, you know, they just blocked so much for him. I mean, he didn't have any, he didn't have the, the House or the Senate, you know. I, I mean, he, at least he brought like, you know, socialized healthcare to the masses. Um, that's a good thing. You know, that's, that's, that should be a right in this country. In the richest country on the planet, like you should have affordable healthcare. We, uh, we, we have enough resources to do such. I agree. I think everybody should have healthcare, water, and shelter. I think we have enough resources yeah. to provide that. And I don't know what people are tripping for because it's not perfect off jump. Like, hold on, ain't shit perfect. I'm the work in progress. Everybody, shit's fucked up. Like, we got things to fix. Yeah, here's the template, yeah. and let's work that over the next 20 years. Let's smooth it out. Let's do some mm -hmm. big things in the next two years. Let's smooth it out over the next five, and then I'm sure we're going to have other shit to tweak over the next couple of decades, man. This is brand new yeah. shit. Well yeah, and look at it like I'm, you know, you're talking, I agree, like everybody's asking for change. Everything is just kind of out of control at an extreme. I mean, there's so many different aspects of society that have gotten out of control, right, from like student debt, credit card, just so, so much shit. Uh, and then Biden gets an office, right? And this will all continue, this unrest, all everything that's happening. Yep. It, it's just going to continue until... Because now this is the norm. This has become normalized, you know, so it's not going to stop until there's change. But I know this is very early, obviously, but I have to fucking point out um, that, OK, Biden is now in office. And then what's he doing? He's talking about um, yeah, he just signed like in back into um, some treaty over in Europe. Uh, and then he's talking he's doing like um, he's negotiating with Iran. And then, then he's talking to Russia about the open skies treaty. But then it kind of goes back. Oh, you know, he's not really focusing on the really the biggest issue is inequality in this country. And mm -hmm. he's not he's not doing any like I haven't. There's been no new initiatives. He's just kind of like, OK, I'm president. Everything's back to normal. He's doing like the thing where he's like the global guy. Like we got major problems in this country and he's talking, he's negotiating, he's putting resources in all parts of the world. Right. And it's like that stuff can wait you gotta you gotta focus on what's happening in this country now and you have to all the time talk about the inequality it, it just can't they're like little sound bites he's like yeah racism is bad anyways i gotta go talk to iran about their uranium reactors i guess they're, it's pretty fucked up or whatever and so that's not changed you know uh, nothing is changing and by the way uh the entire administration also lied to everybody they campaigned on two thousand dollar checks they said, we will make this priority. You'll get $2,000 checks if you elect us. They got elected. Now they're saying you're going to get a $1,400 check and you won't get it till probably around March, maybe. Right. Hmm. And so they're already getting off on, on the wrong foot. They're not, they don't seem to be focusing on, on, on issues here at home, which is just classic Democrat bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of when we're talking about the old way of politicking, which is the current way, I guess, like it's, you know, military industrial complex, just making a very select few people money. So saying oh, that's sorry. like, I got it. 
Whatever. I got to sorry. I got to make a really quick point because, and then um, I I wanted to bring this up. The military industrial complex, like what? I mean, that's Satan on Earth. You know, that's really bad shit. Okay, but what I was gonna say is the very first time that Mitch McConnell and the GOP uh, vetoed uh, Donald Trump was over a bill specifically for military industrial complex. That's where they said, "Nope, Donnie, sorry, we're gonna veto you." Mm-hmm. Um, so I th- I found that very interesting. Like that that there's a lot of power there. There's whoever is the top dog in the military industrial complex is probably a scary person. <laughs> oh yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm I don't know. Dick Cheney did some things. Oh man. Yeah, he sure did. So yeah, so blood on his hands. Yeah, so so I don't know, but yeah, to go back to that and say what you will about the Trump administration or Donald Trump, you know, whatever. Not that big a fan, but the administration, just like most administrations, did make a lot of progress, and his they specifically did a lot in downsizing our imprint with our military nation uh yeah, yeah, uh worldwide yep. and did a lot for veteran like care type stuff as far as mm-hmm. you know VA loans uh VA healthcare uh just GI bill type stuff like they they made they made moves uh real quick and yeah, you can probably hang some of that on retired general Mattis as the secretary of defense at the time nonetheless that was yep. like that administration did some stuff, some cool stuff at the end of the day. I think he'll be remembered. I don't know. History's a little kinder to presidents than they are when they're active presidents. So we'll see. I don't know. He, you know, the, uh, maybe the administrational moves will outshine the, the, the personality, uh, the, 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 the the, the dude, I I don't know, but. That's a great point because it probably took a lot of balls to remove troops from the Middle East because that again that that's the military industrial complex they obviously want and probably need troops out there right yeah because um, that's how they make money um, and that's it man just poli- that's why I fuck I hate politicians just using the military for political gain like the military is supposed to be used you know as a last resort you obviously know that um, but it's not because of just dirty fucking politicians just sending troops into harm's way for their own personal gain. Yep, I don't so get it. I don't I don't I don't for the fucking life of me understand that. That is I mean, yes, that yeah, yes. Very true. Absolutely 100%. Like what what are you talking about? You're going to go send this child off to go die? I put put, put yeah, them in, put the put them yeah. in the the most extreme amount of danger that one could be in over over what now? Oh no, I get sometimes things need to be handled, and you know, we but come on now, what what are we talking about? So yeah, did we need to um, destabilize an entire region in two thousand and three when we entered the Middle East? Oh. you know. Jeez. I mean, that's a whole, that's a whole, that's a whole other topic. Still there. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I just, it, I don't know. It saddens me to the point that we've been in Iraq and Afghanistan for so long that there's a father with an 18 year old son, like who have both served in Iraq now. Wow. Is that a, yeah. like there's, uh, 
Yeah, there's a, a, like an active duty army, such and such. Son joined the army, and they've both been to Iraq. Like, same war. Now it's a legitimate generational war right in front of our faces that has no end or reason to be happening. Yeah, there is. And last, last I checked, I don't remember hearing any type of uh, end goal, (laughs) (laughs) you know, Um, because there isn't one, obviously that's clear. It was probably the, you know, what else is sad? You know, when the region started to collapse, um, obviously because we caused the collapse when we entered (laughs) Iraq or invaded in 03. Um, but then the person that they put in charge, um, this is Bush's obviously second term, in charge of the Middle East campaign from more of like a political perspective. Um, this person had zero um, experience in Middle East um, history or culture, has never worked there. Um, and he was put in charge of the whole project. And under this person's um, nose, um, that's where ISIS formed. ISIS was all a bunch of um, military officers from Saddam's uh, bath party. Right. And so they watched, I, mean, I am certain we watched all of this develop um, and just did, didn't do much about it. Just can let the region just continue to fucking destabilize itself. Yeah, power vacuums Another, are power vacuums aren't great. Not at all. Not at all. That's what kind of shit happens. Or when they removed uh, when the U.S. removed Gaddafi from what, Libya, uh, all of a sudden that's it's a, it's a power vacuum. It's a, a lot of crazy and wild shit going on in Libya right now. A lot of like there's. Oh, is there really? Lives, oh, yes, yeah, there's slave auctions just going on. You can look, go up online, look up slave auctions in Libya because there's no like leadership. Like everything's just crazy. Government, wow. government, wow. Fa- their government failed, and there's no sense of getting anything restructured. So it's got to be all kinds <laughs> of different militias and crazy. I can't even imagine being living through modern so day like- there. This is pretty like extreme situation. I mean, I don't think it'll ha- ever happen in this country. I don't think you should ever rule anything out. <laughs> um, but do you th- do you ever think we'll experience in our lifetime like a just a full on collapse in this country in the form of you know societal collapse, government collapse, financial maybe maybe all three at the same time? Or is that happening right now? I don't <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good question. And I, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I think about that stuff and I don't think, you know, if you go with the grim outlook, uh, you know, let's say we've, we've talked about some dark things, but let's, let's make it even worse. So let's say right now, or 2020, 2021, everything that, that's happened, let's fast forward 20 years. I think we're going to have a shortage of healthcare workers based on current Right now, and I think we're gonna have a shortage of law enforcement based on right now. I think uh, the, the yeah the the long term like ripple effects of this yeah like I don't know what you're gonna tell your kids, but I'm not. I mean, parents have influence over their children. Active parents have influence over their children. Oh, yeah, and I I, a, so I'm not going to be steering my kids into law enforcement or healthcare. And I think there's gonna be a lot of people with that sentiment, even subconsciously. Uh, so I think there's gonna yeah. be with everything that we've already already discussed with the way things have been going with government just historically mixed in with society missing some much needed components or you know the capacity is going to be way lower 
Yeah, I I do kind of see a collapse of the U.S. I think it's kind of in front of our faces. We can't even agree on bathrooms right now. We're caught up in sex when we should be caught up in equality. Like what the gender sex, I mean, like what what the fuck is going on? So, no, I don't see it in our lifetimes. I maybe see it within my grandkids lifetimes. Yeah. Wow. It's such a crazy, interesting time right now. Who knows what the fuck we're going to get in 20 years. I have some weird thoughts. Like I think the NFL might not exist in 20 years. <laughs> or oh yeah. Really like downgraded, you know, like I, they're just losing tons of, just like shit. We don't think about on a, on a regular basis. It's just normal. Dude, I thought about that years ago, like personally, just specifically on the NFL. I was just like, well, yeah, people are going to catch wind of this head trauma stuff and not sign their kids up for head trauma. Like there's no, there, my, yeah, my, my sons will not sniff a football field until modern medicine figures out a way to regenerate brain tissue. Then I'm good. Oh, you can go get your head knocked around and we just go get, we just go to the doctor's office and with our socialized healthcare and that's part of your fucking vaccine treatment is the the the, the brain regeneration therapy. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, man. Go bang that shit around. You yup, some elite, you got some elite genetics. Let's go knock this fucking ball around. But until then, nah, fuck you. Know, you. Fuck you. You know, who's, uh, you know who's directly benefiting from this is, this is great for me because I love football or soccer. Football, it's football. Oh, football. Um, you mean football. Football, yeah. So, uh, But a ton of these um, young, really athletically talented um, kids are going to football instead. And I don't know if you're tracking this. Probably not. You don't fucking follow that. <laughs> but our U.S. men's national team right now, dude, there is, there's players starting for Chelsea, for Juventus, for Barcelona. Uh, for big teams in uh, Germany, there's like half the fucking team is playing in the best tournament on the planet right now. It's insane. And like a lot of these kids, they could have easily gone into football, like easily. But it's just I think football is kind of football is kind of starting to take over a little bit. I So I grew up playing. Uh, we have always had the worst fucking national team. This next coming up World Cup. I mean, we're I mean, there's world class fucking players uh, on on our team for the first time in the history of the sport in this country, so that pendulum swinging right. It's like it's it's always got it. The time's always filled with something. Where's <laughs> it going? Yeah, <laughs> it's fun to watch, man. I'm having a blast. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, no, I I yeah, I think yeah, I don't even I don't believe that the NFL has 20 years left. I just don't. I don't see it. I could see it being like um like a lot on a lot smaller scale. Like I might not go anywhere, but I think yeah, I think there's gonna be like different other sports will benefit. All the other sports will benefit, you know. Well, yeah, and they I mean they super politicized themselves the last several years since the Colin Kaepernick stuff, and there's just a lot of. Oh yeah. They, they're just yeah. not as a, as a as a company as a business as an industry. Like I don't think that's not a place I would like to work. Yeah, like it just does. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, they let. A, I mean, there's murderers and oh, and, and wife beaters. Sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For real, like it's. They, I don't. I don't feel. I wouldn't feel treated well as an employee of that company. Yeah, like if I went to work and like I came home and I was like, "How's your day?" I'm like, "I think I have really bad brain trauma." <laughs> I got another concussion. Should be like, "Why the fuck do you work there?" <laughs> I'm not good at anything else. Oh I never learned to read. Yeah, 
Pretty much. Just eat fucking crayons or whatever. But dude, where to circle back to where we started, uh, so I separated <laughs> I separated from active duty in two thousand thirteen. And I guess we I don't know, we never talked about this when you separated. because uh, I was still serving and then I don't I don't think we we never really talked about how you separated. I know you were going a major it's a significant life-changing event getting off active duty when you join i was 19 when i joined so my brain was still forming uh like i'd learned and became a man like under military rules and regulations so that is forever like a part of me ingrained in me and after like a decade of service like just my mind shifted and i was just like you know what i'm kind of more or less I'm, I'm, I'm I don't like this rigmarole, but I still kind of need it. So let me see if I can't just pull away from this active duty thing and just do like a part-time service. So enter the Minnesota Air National Guard. So dip out on that transition, leaving active duty, going back to Minnesota, living in my grandpa's basement. Just what the fuck did I just do? Just, there was this extreme sense of loss. And I was just like going to college, but I'm 10 years older than all these kids there. I'm 28, you know, so I'm closer to 30 than 20. Just like, what? Where? What the fuck? Every day was just weird and odd. And there was just a sense of depression. And I was just doing cocaine, uh, unreasonable amounts. I I think I remember that. Yeah. So that was just based on separation from the Air Force sent me into... I don't know if depression is the right word, but this sense of instability, just and and sense of major loss in my life, and I just I remember that depression. And I never got much darker than that. I mean, there were some dark thoughts, but it never got like suicidal type thoughts. But definitely just this loss and what the fuck am I doing? I'm, I'm just kind of roaming the earth with no sense of purpose. And uh, then I got activated for the National Guard. That's when I went to Mississippi for a year and kind of started footing forward. Then I worked for the Minnesota National Guard and for like a, a full-time uh, deal for like another four years and then transitioned out of that into where I'm at in real estate now for the last few years. But like going through that little depression sense and coming back to Tucson, it just so happened that all these, these four or five different guys I served with uh, along the way all ended up, we've all been to Tucson, served together, left Tucson, and then found our way back on just different, for different varying reasons. And I just got everybody together and built some friendships and bonds. And I call it vet check or just check on each other because everybody has their own version of when they separate. And some of the guys are still actively serving. Uh, so it's like, yeah, so everybody has their own story, how they separated or how they're going about separation or how they can prepare for separation from the military when that day does inevitably come. And we check on each other. Like it's, it's vet check. Just hit, Hey motherfucker, I ain't heard from you in like two weeks. What up though? Hey, you know, I was just with one of my boys today. I just went, I was just happened to be driving by his house. I was just doing some realtor shit. I was on some work shit. It was in a random neighborhood. It was like, Hey, Come on, let's go. So we kicked it at we kicked it at his crib for like an hour or so. And I was like, man, I'm hungry. Let's go grab something to eat. And he's like, nah, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, nah, fuck that. Let's go. And then it was all said and done. I dropped him off after kicking it, just having a couple of beers, getting a little bite to eat. And he's like, Man, I you know, I did really need that. I'm like, Yeah, I don't mind dragging you out the house, motherfucker. So but it's all it's all reciprocating. Like all five it's like six of us on the text thread right now. 
and we all just That's get around and, and and kick it. Everybody kind of knows everybody. Everybody's welcome at each other's cribs and make sure we're doing all right because, I mean, a lot of veterans got issues and going through, like, whether, you know, which you're an individual who's already outlandish enough to raise your hand and sign the paperwork and uh, support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, <laughs> so help me God. Like, if you're already willing to do that, I mean, shit, let's let's keep it going after. I already know we connect on some type of level, so why everybody and everybody has ups and downs and, and struggles and depression and anxiety and been through just different, just the myriad of different things that everybody goes through in their lives. And we just learn about each other and connect and created a, a brotherhood. And I, I mean, I would love to expand that and get that word out and let it be known for all people. But yeah, but, but ultimately what led me to want to kick it off, like I got out, I went through my shit. I was at um, uh, breakfast with Megan and she dipped out side and I was and we we're, were, were leaving I was like hold on I gotta go back inside and I walked up to this dude he had a a dog a service dog and he just he looked like a PTSD vet he just they have there's a look about him yeah and I, I was like hey man are you a veteran he's yeah. like yeah I was like can I sit with you he's like okay I was like yo I'm a veteran too blah 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 you know I, you know I just wanted to check on you uh, see if you're doing all right you got a good support system in town He's like, yeah, you know what? Thanks for checking, man. I like, I, I really do. I was like, all right, well, here's my card, um, just in case you ever need somebody to talk to. Give me a shout. Then a couple weeks later, I bumped into a dude I served with. He told me his separation story and his depression and everything that went around with that. And so it was me separating. Years later, meeting this random dude that I don't know his name even at the breakfast shop, and then bumping into one of my boys and tell he me telling him telling me his separation story it was like, I gotta get a group of vets together and just check on these motherfuckers. And as much as I want to check on all these motherfuckers, I need to be checked on because I'm, I'm a wild card. I'm in that not necessarily stable. Like, so check on me too, motherfuckers. So I, I need it as much as anybody else. So that's kind of where it's at. And, you know, right now with pandemic, like we were meeting up every Thursday at, you know, there's like six people in the group. We were meeting up at, at least half of us, you know, two, three, four dudes, you know, sometimes all six every Thursday for months, months, six, seven, eight months. And then pandemic hit and it slowly shit started closing down, tapered off. Every now and then we make it to somebody's house. Onesie twosies, we meet up on our own and kick it, get some beers. Um, we all got our own dynamic between everybody. This Thursday we're supposed to be going to one of the dude's cribs and everybody actually hang out and have a good time. So, but, but yeah, man, it's just a little feel good. It breaks the monotony of the day, the week, um, and just, I don't know, just a, just a minor sense of service there. It can, you know, we can get aggro and, and be wild ass dudes. Just, you know, it's a bunch of aircraft mechanics and some, some POL guys. So they were refueling planes on the flight line. Uh, got a, you know, a random flying crew chief. So we get, we get gritty and bust balls and, you know, slap nuts and shit. So it's, it's a good time, man. That's cool. I, I really, I miss Tucson too. I wish I lived in a military community sometimes, you know, because of obviously there's just great people in the community. I really miss that. You know, it's kind of the opposite here in Portland um, and there's great people everywhere, but yeah, having that, that connection, man, and just having that crew in town, there's just nothing. I mean, there's nothing like that here. There's like the Portland air national guard. Um, I don't even know how to get there. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, but like, that's cool. Yeah, the you know transitions are interesting too. Um, that's cool that you like 
I don't think I've ever done that, by the way. I don't think I've ever sat um, sat down with a stranger like that. That's pretty cool. I'm glad you did that because I do probably. Do you guys talk still, or is it? Nah, I didn't. I didn't ask him for. Uh, like, yeah, no, I never asked him for his info, yeah. and he never, you know, gave me a call. So I let it be. But it, cool, it just kicks. Right. It just sparked something in my brain because it was that. And then just like the next week, I bumped into a dude at the Joe Rogan uh, tour. He came to Tucson and kind of just it kicked, Did you see him? kicked something. Man, man, check this shit out, man. I'm in Minneapolis. Uh, Megan, I get tickets to Joe Rogan. Megan's, uh, she's pregnant. So I, but I get the tickets. I'm like, all right, you're down to go? She's like, yeah, I'm going to be like eight and a half months pregnant. I'm like... If you're cool with going, I'm getting three tickets. I'm getting a ticket for me and you and one for my mom. So it comes time for the fucking concert. My kid comes three and a half weeks early or some shit like that. So I got a newborn and I got my I hit up. So I'm like, well, Megan, I still want to go to the Joe Rogan. She's like, okay, I'm not going. I'm like, well, yeah, you're breastfeeding. I, you, yeah. the, the kid's three days old. I don't expect you to go. So I go and I hit up. And my mom's like, my back says she recently had back surgery. She's like, I, uh, I can't go. I can't. I, like, I'm not driving there. She lived in Wisconsin. So I'm like, well, fuck. So I hit up two of the homies. So my cousin comes with me. And then my cousin's boy, who's also like, he's my good friend too. Like, but so two of my, the homies come. And the homie Dwight was just drunk, loud, obnoxious, talking the whole oh, fucking get, time. Yeah. Did you get yelled at by Joe Rogan? Me no, we weren't that. We weren't quite that close. But I had good seats. I paid good money for these tickets. So it was a big, huge, thirty-five hundred seat theater, easily. And we were in the lower level, kind of off to the side, not close enough for him to disrupt the show, but definitely disrupted three rows. Our whole row, the row in front, and the row behind us. Just there's no way they enjoyed themselves. So I didn't talk to this nigga for months. Like I, in fact, I I stopped all communication. I was getting weed from him. I was like, I was fucking with him. That was my dude. I, I was like, fuck that. I moved from Minnesota to Arizona, and he was hitting me up, like invite me over for a UFC fight. Like months later, I was like. Bro, I, I don't live there anymore. He's like, oh, damn, I didn't know. I was like, yeah, nigga, I wasn't talking to you. That you I, that you were fucking banished for a minute. Isn't it funny how, like, some people just can't, like, just fuck, just can't take a hint. I, this random guy, like, eight months ago from high school reaches out to me. I don't even know how he, he texts me. He, got, he gets my number. He texts me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what? And then he, he's like, you want to grab a beer? And I'm like, sure. And I just watched like one of those stupid fucking videos on I'm Lost <laughs> in YouTube. And it was like 15 reasons not to trust somebody. And number seven was like old high school friends. <laughs> so I was so fucking curious. I was like, okay. I was like, yeah, let's meet. And then he, um, we're like a beer in, like 30 minutes in. He's super fucking annoying. I'm like, I would never be friends with you um, as an adult, <laughs> you know? And then he finally gets into it. Like, he's like, hey, um, so I know I know you're like in recruiting and stuff. I was wondering if you could um, get a job. And that's, a, uh, he said exactly like that. He goes, get a job for me. <laughs> I was like, Oof. you can get a job for yourself. <laughs> like, I'm, that's not what uh, I do, <laughs> even no, if I man. was willing to help you. Jesus and so Christ. it's just funny. But then the he, you know, I think we hung up maybe one other time. I made 
my buddy Nick come with us because he knew him too. And he's like, fuck, I don't want to go. You know, and I'm like, just do it. Shut up. You know, so I picked him up. <laughs> uh, but then it, the dude would like text me. He uh, he's kind of a weird guy. Like he um, he left me like a message on like a random holiday and wished me and my family like a happy holiday. But it was like flag day or something. I can't. It was so random. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just never fucking called him. Mm-mm. Yeah, he was kind of a retard. Yeah. Um, that. Um, I got a. I got like five minutes left, dude. No, it's all good. Huh? No, what I was I was about to say. So, but then <laughs> I moved from back to Tucson. Joe Rogan is on the same tour. Uh, comes to oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Comes through Tucson, so I got to see him here with Megan, and then that's where I bumped into one of the boys from Vet Check that kind of kicked everything off, actually. So yeah, Joe Rogan's been been instrumental in my development as a as a human in life but no man yeah no let's let's definitely freaking it's it's late man i gotta i gotta take a whiz anyways i'm gonna probably uh hit the cbd and get some stretching in and take my ass to bed dude i've been drinking a little uh a little too much lately the last not not i shouldn't say that but the last week just a snapshot of the last week been drinking more than most weeks like three of the last seven days and like getting a little tipsy, not just like one beer. And like, for me, that's a lot right now. And it does like, everything seems well. It doesn't seem like it's a, like a depression thing or anything like that. Just like I'm enjoying a a slight buzz. Like I found a little apple whiskey uh, and and ginger ale is really fucking good. Uh, Or like, or like today, like I found myself just, you know, relieving myself with one of the vet check homies out of the bar and had, you know, you know, a three o'clock started drinking at three, just, you know, had four or five beers or whatever. So a little more than I usually would have. Uh, but yeah, I guess we, we did drink a lot back in the day. Yeah. I think <laughs> I about, like, I think about I really that. I think you drink. Then I was like, no, you, you definitely, you, I mean, we drank a lot. Um, but I usually just smoke weed or, or take edibles now. Um, I was going to mention something real quick and you wouldn't have to like, we don't have to like put this on the podcast or anything, but you're talking about like, um, like uh, depression. Like I had, I had a really interesting transition. I don't know if I ever told you about it, but I slept on floors. I got fired. I walked off the job once, <laughs> like completely just walked off the job and went home. Never came back. Um, was, I had a really interesting six months, but um, we don't have to put this in the podcast. We can talk about this another time. But when you're talking about like people that got like depressed after the military. I don't know if it was because leaving the military. I don't know what was going on, but man, for like three, four months, I was in, in like the the depths of depression. It was weird. It, I it's like something chemically happened in my brain, and it took a lot to get out of it. Man, it was it was fucked up. It was fucked up. I can't even describe it. Yeah, well, I'm completely fine now. Like I'm a really happy normal person now like i love my family like everything is good now but knowing how that felt and how it's 24 7 and how it was over months i can only imagine if like a vet is having problems and that for the for me those three four months for somebody being three four years man fuck dude fuck fuck yeah i couldn't even at the the best way I, i mean from the from the inside from the outside looking in 
like you'd never understand from the inside looking out you can never put words to explain it because it's all different for everybody but it's it's this it's this extreme sense of loss and it's not the same as grief like it's it's way different or it's a different it's it's a different version of grief that like there's there's it just does the words don't exist it's all so new one men sharing feelings but two like not treating vietnam shell shock vets like dog shit now it's a, a disorder it's post-traumatic stress it has a name and we're starting to to help heal it mdma lsd psilocybin psilocybe like there's the, there's yeah. all kinds of advancements happening but yeah man I, I like i feel you like without even having to need to go in depth like i remember bouts of just bawling in my granddad's basement like what the fuck did i do like screaming to the universe what the fuck did i do bawling crying like i don't know how i'm gonna get through this life like the where the fuck am i i don't know where i'm at i don't know how i got here yesterday actually happened and now i'm here what the fuck is going on just this the spinning the contentious spinning nothing is stable everything's wrong like the sense of stability like the 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 loss of it is it's incomprehensible for modern humans you, yeah, you don't know. You don't know what I've walked like, through. Like I've been like people try to talk to me about stress in my current career field. And I just have to look at them and say, I've been to war. You can't talk to me about stress. OK, you can't. You don't have the training that I have. Stress is trained out. OK, if you're fucking you start bleeding from the ear, I can probably help a little bit. OK, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Oh, it's just, yeah, I, it, you're right. It is, it's not anything you can describe. It's just a constant, like, um, your motivation gauge is literally at like 1% and you're doing the bare minimum. Never lower. Every single day yeah. until you go to sleep and then you just wake up and within even a second of being awake, you understand exactly what's happening again. And you're just like, okay, there we go. You know, yeah. but anyways, man, I got to. I got to jump into the house now. That was fun, man. I hope you get some good content out of that. Um, You know, we'll have to do another one. Portland's a fucked up area, dude. (laughs) Yeah, man. I hope shit turns around there. Keep me posted on that. I'm sure sure I'll talk to you soon, dude. But uh, let's definitely uh, get down on a podcast as soon as we can again. Yeah, for sure, man. That was fun. Yeah, it's good connecting with you, man. Um, But we'll talk. uh, We'll talk soon. Fuck yeah. Hey, everybody. We're about to get up out of here. Check on a vet. Hug your loved ones. I like that. Hug your loved ones. I'm about to go hug my wife. All right, for sure. Chill. All right, bro. Peace. Later. Please. I have nothing to say. Silence, please. I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. Silence, please. I have nothing to say. Silence, please. Silence, please. I have nothing to say.
nothing to say. I have nothing to say. Silence, please. I have nothing to say. Silence, please. Silence, please. I have nothing to say.